What's going on, everyone? This is another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. It's your boy, Jevin LaFave. On this episode, I'm bringing back my guy, Corey Latondre. He talked about his role at CKW and kind of what he does as a producer. And it's kind of a cool little personal conversation that we had with each other. And then we talked a little bit about his podcast. And then we talked about the unfortunate war that's happening between Ukraine and Russia and what Putin's doing and how unnecessary it is and how it affects sports and the, the sports world and hockey in general. And then we kind of go into another rant now that it's getting close to the trade deadline. We go into another rant about the Canucks and how they're poorly constructed and all that. It's You've heard it before and you're going to hear it again. It is a very comedic rant, but very enlightening and you kind of hear some good points raised by Corey and myself and it was a good uh, it was a good therapy session I guess we can call it and then we do a little cool segment we do a under 23 draft so 23 and under you can draft players and we're going to build a top six top four and a goalie two teams me versus Corey and we're going to go alternating picks you can't pick the same player and yeah it was fun Corey's zoom unfortunately cut out and I just, just told him, like, hey, we're, we're at the end. It was near the end of the episode anyway. All we had to do is plug our socials. So he just left. So in the end, you'll kind of see this uh, message saying that the Zoom cut out and the audio won't necessarily, the uh, audio and visuals won't really make sense. But yeah, you'll see it. And it kind of sucks. So it'll be kind of a weird ending. But yeah, anyways. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the listening and or watching wherever you are. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Left Side Heavy. Uh, turn on the bell, um, comment, like all the videos. I like interacting. And leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Left Side Heavy. Be sure to check it out and enjoy the show. Peace. It's episode 86 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. It's your boy, Jevin LaFave, and I got my other boy, my guy, producer for CK. NW. NW. Let's go, right. baby. Woo, news talk. Corey, Corey Latondre. How's it going, my guy? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good, man. You know, just another day. I just watched the Canucks get uh, rashed, thrashed, thrashed Draft. by the New Jersey Devils. Any... So, any word you say is an understatement. Yes. Strangled, <laughs> beaten, bruised, embarrassed, humiliated, uh, shown the door. <laughs> Just overall, not great. Not great. Uh, Yaroslav Halak, what a game. Feel bad for the guy. Yeah, it was It was not his night. That's oh. that's a fact. Yeah, that went been, bad man? from the drop. Oh, you know, pretty good. Just plugging along, you know, doing my thing. Uh, talking snacks with Carrie, you know, once a week. That's fun. We're gonna we're gonna bank some episodes coming up pretty quick because uh, Andrew's having that baby. That is true. So, so we're gonna try and uh, slam like six, like just do six in a row, and just be like, now we're okay. You know, something happens. Yeah. We're going to labor. You can't do it for a week or two. Just throw these things out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got some we got some uh, ideas rifling around up here. It's exciting time. That's uh that's awesome, man. Uh why don't you tell folks what you do at uh CK and how you got that gig? 
well, I got that gig because I decided to be a big boy. I went to school. <laughs> I got a <laughs> diploma. And yeah, you know, working, uh, working over at CK, open the door, working in broadcasting, producing shows, you know, booking guests, finding topics. I'm pretty great at it, actually. I think I might be the best. So pretty soon. That doesn't surprise me. Run the station pretty quick. That's no. what it sounds like, at least. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. surprise me that you're the best and thriving at what you do. Thanks, man. That's sweet. And you know what? In another year and a half, you're going to be thriving at what you do. Oh, honey. Thank you. Baby, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't care what it is. It's great. <laughs> so do you produce for a few shows or just one? Is it a few times? Right now, it's do? just one. Right now, it's just one. I'm doing, I'm filling in on the, uh, the Mike Smith show. Ooh. From 9 to 12 on 980 CKNW. Uh, it's, you know, it's a grand time. I work, I get up at like 6, and then we run the show till noon. I book the show for the next day, and then hopefully that takes as little time as possible, you know? <laughs> Sometimes you got that thing all booked up, ready to go by like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then your day is done. I'm like, okay, great. Got the rest of the day. Do yeah. whatever. And then sometimes you're struggling to find a guest to fill like your last block. I'm like, ah, I need someone for 1030. <laughs> just looking on news websites, trying to find a story that no one else is covering yet for the day or tomorrow. But, you know, it comes on pretty good. And then uh, usually I get to just work eight to three is when I'm not filling in, when I'm just kind of helping out other shows. Yeah. I'm eight to three, boom, three o'clock hits, you're done the day. And is that and just long for that? when you're helping other shows, is that just like, Helping booking guests or just like, yeah, exactly. Helping that's like it. produce that's, and stuff or yeah. So that's what I got originally hired to do was just uh, you know I uh, I come in, fire out some emails to everybody. You're like, hey, I'm around today, guys. I mean, I stopped firing those emails after a while because I was there Monday to uh, Monday to Friday, eight to three. At some point, the other producers should know that I'm there. <laughs> so you know, you just kind of help out and someone's like, Hey, can you help me chase a few guests? Or, Hey, this is a topic. Can you try and find somebody for it? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I just put on my internet sleuth hat and, uh, I had my, my glasses and a little pipe and, uh, you know, just working away, working away, just trying to find somebody. So I'm like, Hey, Hey you. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, you want to come on the radio for free? And they're like, sure, sure. I'd love to. And you're like, great. Sounds good. And then sometimes I can't find the person. And even then it's no sweat because I'm just helping out. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, sorry. I tried to find that thing. Couldn't get it. And if you need anything else. Let me know. So does it have to be like any sort of new story? Or does it have to kind of correlate with the reputation of the show? Like if it's like a sports show, does it have to be a sports story? Or if it's like a general news show, does it, can it, it can just be anything. So they're all like news talk is like our, like the whole 980. CKW is all like news radio. Okay. Um, but not like news. So it's not like if you flip on like uh, AM 1130, that's like yeah. news stories. Like, oh, this just happened. Oh, and now this has happened. Bum, 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 bum. We do like opinions and we have guests on to talk about a subject and things like that. So it's not just like, here's a news story. So you have to like pick and choose stories. So if there was a fire, yeah. Um, like, let's say uh, the McDonald's down the street burned down. We're not going to talk about it because like, who, that's not good talk radio. There's not two sides to that story. No one's pro fire. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, someone's like, listen, I'm pretty sure it was good that that building burned down. So it doesn't happen. 
So I mostly. love fires. Yeah. So I just wanted, I love McDonald's. I love fires yeah. for 30 years. <laughs> and they're, we're just happy to have you on to talk about it. Yeah. They're like, please don't use my last name. Yeah. I burned that McDonald's. If that, if that was the case, we'd have them on. Like that's different. Yeah. <laughs> we had the arsonist that was burning down McDonald's 100%. <laughs> Come on the show. But uh, yeah, you kind of, you like, you have to pick and choose different stories for different hosts. So we have like okay. one show. Uh, like the Jill Bennett show, she doesn't do sports. Won't yeah. talk about sports stories unless it's like a big something crazy happened. Um, but then some other guests will talk sports. Um, some have like semi-regular sports kind of segments where like a producer and the host will like both go on air and chat about something. And then some people love like Mike Smith. He loves politics and like crime. So anything that pops up where it seems like a cool thing for that, you're like, oh, Mike. So it's just kind of, as we go along, it's learning. That's what I've been picking up over the last, since I kind of started, what hosts like what, so you're not pitching something to a producer for a show that they're not going to use. Yeah. And then it'll get to the point where, I'm at the point now, once I go back to doing that chase role, where I can just, if I see something that's kind of cool, I could just reach out to the person, I could do an interview, and I could just offer it to the host and be like, hey, you can play this if you want. So I might start doing that soon. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's sweet. So he, Mike Smith thrives on just like debate topics and does it have to be like extremely timely or can it kind of be like, oh, this is a heavy, Needs to like be pretty timely. Yeah. Okay. So I thought like, so. I yeah, thought like, so. So we keep up with the news, but we yeah. won't like, yeah, we're not going to go talk about something that happened two weeks ago unless yeah. something like kind of relevant has happened since, sure. but he'll, he's the only show like during the daytime shows um that he will have like a debate panel and then he'll take calls a lot he's oh, really into that okay. where like we'll do a segment and then the next one it's like hey how are you guys feeling about crime in vancouver like have you yeah. noticed an uptick in crime blah 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 blah. and then we get people who call in and then gotcha. we have people who like message the message line and then i put that together for the end of the show like a montage yeah there's a lot of crazy people out there <laughs> so it's timely newsworthy topics but only if it, there's like two sides to every story so that you can get a conversation going sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be like two sides of the story like it doesn't have to be like oh i'm pro and i'm against but it just has to be something that like you can talk about okay whether like, till like tomorrow we're talking about uh we're talking about russia ukraine a lot obviously you know uh we're talking about uh, a fugitive that was hiding in Puerto Rico that we found with like a crime reporter. We're talking about uh, Russia being banned from all sports yeah. tomorrow. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And okay. then we'll have like, we have the mayor coming on later this week and we'll talk to oh, okay. politicians and we talk to blah, 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 blah. So. And uh, as a producer for the show, do you, because I've listened to your spot once. Mm hmm and you like chimed in for a few moments mm, that was a different show, show. that's oh, shit. Was... oh yeah, okay. that's that's from 10 at night till two in the morning yeah that show is where the producer is like just a regular feature for the show okay. they so just come the... on they're chatting for this chatting one shit. do you not do that as much no for the mike smith show i never go on okay. i like if i pitched something to mike or it was like, oh, he wants to talk about something. I was like, oh, I've just experienced this. Like, I can come on. Speaking of that, we have Ben who does the Jill Bennett show. He goes on a decent amount with Jill. And if something happens or comes on. And then we've got contributors or other guys who do stories or produce sometimes. And they'll jump on the air. And yeah, it happens. It just depends. 
what's going on so are you active in the producer studio like area or are you like are you constantly adjusting audio levels and everything so like what do no, you have to do so like, there's in a the tech a producer for okay. that so for me when the show's running if everything's going smoothly i don't do a ton once the show has started i'm just clipping together audio for okay so you make clips yeah so like boom he's like oh justin trudeau just made a speech can you grab a couple clips from it and you go on to twitter or something you find it and you just put it into into burly and you just yeah. like boom listen clip it cut it and then save it and put it in the file or whatever so i'll do that and then at the end of the show i put together like a montage of people who have like called and left a message on different topics and then the only other time the only other thing i do is if the show's booked is sometimes like a guest doesn't call in <laughs> or we on the fly switch a guest or we do something because something else has happened. And but other than that, yeah, we have a tech, I'm not, I'm a, I work from home. So I'm just like, I'll eventually go back into the, into the office, yeah. but COVID stuff is working from home. So it's just our tech producer who's there and he's the guy hitting switches and actually playing the audio that okay. goes on air. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm just hanging out at my desk here. Nice. All morning. I roll oh, out of bed and I walk over here. Pretty long commute. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh do you get out often what do you uh what do you like to do outside of the work hours work at home depot you know <laughs> work the other job that's a cool time yeah uh you know other than that me and the missus we like to go we like to go travel around vancouver here and try out different snacks and food spots well i mean because time. you have to try different things for the snack the past, like voyage exactly i can't I can't let myself get rusty. I can't let this jaw get rusty, you know? Exactly. I gotta keep those taste buds active, try oh, different for things. Sure. How's yeah. that been going? It's uh, going pretty great. You know, next yeah. week we are, um, we had a five part uh, thing where we we're doing once a month, we were putting eight cereals head to head to head to head in the brackets. And we are, we're down to our final four cereals. And so coming out next week, we're going to crown the ultimate cereal. Yeah, pretty exciting. There was there was like four categories each time. Same categories yeah. rolling over. There's like yeah. chocolate, classics, healthy, and then like a variant where it's like uh, cinnamon toast crunch churros. You know, so oh, it's like gotcha. it's where they've like twisted and changed it. Gotcha. Yeah, that. So we have our final four. We've got Lucky Charms. We've got Oreo O's. We've got cinnamon toast crunch. And we've got Count Chocula are the four that made it into the uh, the final four what can you say those ones again lucky charms cinnamon toast crunch oreo o's and count Count chocula which one's the healthy one oh none so it was just (laughs) no it's in each in each like episode where we had eight cereals there was me and carrie each had a chocolate a healthy uh an original and a variant and we just randomized the bracket Oh, so sometimes the healthy didn't make it out. The the healthy almost never won a round. (laughs) I think it did one time because I put Raisin Bran as a healthy cereal. And then it beat the other healthy cereal. (laughs) That's the only way they ever made it is if like they faced off against each other. And you're like, well, someone's getting into round two. And then this guy got a bye. (laughs) Just like shooting right to the finals. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah nice. so that's why there's not some other classics uh, yeah. in the finals because you're like, oh, we randomly yeah. we didn't tell each other what we were picking each time. So by the fourth rendition that we did last week, it was like, okay, what cereals haven't we picked yet that I can do? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'd have like a backup in case the other person was using it. 
So you had so. to come like fully loaded for each episode. Exactly. Case. Yeah. We did. Yeah. We we whittled 32 cereals down to four. And uh, next week we're going to argue about which one we think should should ultimately win. I have a sneaking suspicion about what I think the odds on favorite will be. I but if I had to pick an order, yeah, I'd how would you had, go those? I mind you, I've only been able to have one of these cereals since mm-hmm. being diagnosed gluten since the incident. Yeah, <laughs> since yeah. the incident. Um, Lucky Charms has been the only one I've been able to have. But okay. if I had to pick, like odds on favorite, I think mm-hmm. Cinnamon Toast Crunch ranks one. Yeah, I think. Lucky Charm. Mm-hmm. See, I haven't had the Count Chocula or Oreo. Or Oreos. I haven't had them. Mm-hmm. But I get mixed um, opinions from mm-hmm. other people on Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a lot of people. I argued like, with Carrie a lot. Yeah. That was his pick last week. The other three that have made it were both ones, were all ones that I brought to the table. And I argued with him pretty hard. It was a Lucky Charms versus Chocolate Frosted Flakes last week in the finals for that week. And uh, I let Lucky Charms go through. It's a classic, you know? The marshmallows, it's the best marshmallow cereal. Yeah, 100%. Or like the best marshmallows are in that cereal. Yeah. But the cereal part of it sucks. I wouldn't argue it sucks, but it's oh. not amazing. Like, I don't think it's like anything to look forward to. If but... you took the marshmallows out of that cereal, would you ever eat that cereal? No, but I wouldn't say it's disgusting. Well, no, no. I'm not saying like, <laughs> but it's just like, it's not good. That's, and that's not... the argument I made to Carrie where I'm like, listen, man, like everything. The only bad thing about the chocolate frosted flakes was that it gets soggy fast. Yeah. The thing with Lucky Charms in the cereal part is that it's not like if it was like just that, mm-hmm. then like it's it's not bad. I could have a bowl of it, but I'm not going out of my way to get it. Yeah, exactly. Have you That's, had chocolate frosted flakes? Because you can eat no. frosted flakes, right? I, get, I, I can. I just haven't had the chocolate. And I don't know if the chocolate in it has gluten or anything. I think if... I can have Frosted Flakes. I can have Chocolate Frosted Flakes. I would think. Yeah. I will tell you this. They don't sound bad. They sound very tasty. They make the best chocolate milk in your, like, in your cereal oh. afterwards. The whatever chocolate thing they put on that cereal, man, I'm telling you, it is like a gift from God. <laughs> it is so good. It's the best chocolate, like, of... The chocolate cereal with your chocolate milk at the end—it's the best one, hands down. So good, so chocolatey. I'll give it a try. I'll yeah. I'll go and see if I can scavenge myself a box of chocolate frosted flakes, and I'll give her a go. I think they're regularly sold. You can find them. Yeah. Okay. In most and all grocery stores, you should be good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're wicked good. All right. Yeah, I'll uh, look forward to it. But yeah, I if I had to pick the four, I'd probably go. Uh, Cinnamon Crunch. I'll go Lucky Charms, Oreo O's, Count Chocula. But I haven't had the last two, so I'm just like, from what I know. They're great. Uh, Oreos yeah. are great. They they do sound good with the milk and the Oreo. Like, is it just yeah. a frosted? It's like a chocolate Oreo cracker, like ring, with like little flecks of the white icing on oh. the ring. They're pretty good, man. That's, That's a, a it's a it. They're relatively new. Yeah. And they have they have climbed up. 
into a top tier cereal for me. They've made it into the regular rotation of cereals that I buy, which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> now the name of it, you can't really go in any other direction, but Oreo O's bothers me. Pisses me, me off. <laughs> it's just the so... Oreos, right? Like <laughs> no. capital O R E and then another capital O apostrophe S. I know. Oreo O's. And just but no Oreo O's. I don't eh, get me started. Uh bothered me from day one. Almost never bought them because I was like dumb, <laughs> stupid. Just call them Oreos. Yeah. Or like or even if you want to O H if you want. Fuck. Or like if you want to get away from like, but it's still like them. I feel it wouldn't be as much like copyright. Just like throw an extra E so make it Ori and then. But no, they're oh, Oreo so. like they're from Oreo. It's, yeah. Okay. Like, so it's so the same. Company, so they can call okay, it Oreo. Okay. All yeah. They want. That's why I wasn't sure if it was. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. It's just some knockout. Some guys yeah. like, no, if we just put the mice <laughs> yeah. thing, we call them Oreo. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> nah, it's the same company. So yeah. it's like you can call them Oreos all you want. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I should write them a letter seriously they'd listen just say hey Dear i'm a, I'm a producer Nabisco. for the show and i yeah. i'm a host of this snack podcast so my opinion is valid listen six people a week listen to this and i gotta tell you we're all pretty upset no but from day one i was like i haven't had the cereal but it makes me not want it because of the yeah. stupid name it's dumb yeah. but it's great delicious all right, I'll give that one another shot too if I can have it. I don't think I can. Yeah, get your house to buy it and then just take a bite of somebody's. Yeah, yeah. There's not enough gluten in a bite of cereal to take you down. Nah, be fine. Yeah, unless you get hooked. Oh no. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> just Ezekiel Elliott all the time. <laughs> oh man. But uh, let's get into some hockey talk. Hockey I got talk. you for Deportes. a little bit of a limited time this episode. True. I'm a busy guy. You're a busy guy. Very popular. But uh, if any of you guys have been paying attention to the news lately, um, mm-hmm. Russia, um, or I guess Putin, yeah. has uh, announced an invasion on uh, sure Ukraine. And, <laughs> and commenced it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's to get a, I don't want to get too deep into like politics and stuff, but praise for Ukraine because in no way should this be happening. It's complete and utter bullshit. And I'm going to try to hide as much what I'm saying because I don't want Putin coming after me now. That's right. I'm going to do a but, deep fake on you and get you <laughs> scrubbed from life. But no, prayers to Ukraine. It's such a heartbreaking thing to see on the news just like families filming from their window just seeing like bombs and like missiles coming in and just exploding like stuff hundreds of meters up. from their house yeah. it's like man it's what was your reaction when you first like heard about this and just like what ukraine's going through right now just like the the fact that everyone's like the world just watched it like slowly happen. Whereas like he said he was gonna do it, and it was like weeks leading up, months, there was like all these things where it's like, yeah, they're slowly encroaching. Oh, we're just doing some game like war games, or we're doing some of this and training, oh, we're just doing this. And now it's just like flat out lies of like, oh, we're liberating them and oh, we're doing and it's like what? And it's so funny because it's like, yeah, there's countries that go to war constantly all around the world, but this is the first time since like World War II where you've seen like a European, like a country that lives in the same way that we do 
like you know what i mean where it's like you look at ukraine yeah. you're like there's nothing different about ukraine than he, like there's differences yeah but i mean like in yeah. the general sense of it you're like so people see it and they're like oh my god no and you're like i can't believe war is happening you're like first of all there's war happening all over the planet all the time yeah. so let's not pretend like this is a new thing but then at the same time you're like why are we letting this jackal do that <laughs> do it right yeah. and i understand you know countries don't want to get into a whole thing where it's like what are we going to go to war and start like a world war you're like that's not good for anybody and then fucking big boy over there is like if you try to do anything i'm going to blow it all up and you're like ah, i think you're bluffing um so i don't know we'll see if any of the sanction stuff works and cutting off their banks they're stock market their dollar everything is crashed their so we'll interest, see if everyone calls strong. interest rates doubled overnight mm-hmm. it's like i saw like videos now. of like people going like lineups at like russian banks like around the block as people are like freaking out and trying to like take money out because they're like i don't know what's gonna happen and then i saw today that uh the uh, fifa and the ihf have come out and they're like nope <laughs> no russian competing for anything yeah like I... great i love it because Putin cares so much about sports. Like there's such a heavy, like, oh, for Mother Russia, uh, and like big and all that stuff. So not being able to like compete internationally, I know probably bothers him more than like shutting down banks. Because he doesn't care if you shut down his bank. He's rich as hell. He does whatever he wants. I Ride feel like shirtless he's... with a horse. Yeah. I feel like he's slept on like the richest person in the world. Just I feel like he has way too much power. Right. So now on. just like, but you take away like, oh no. Sorry, it's like I think this bothers him more. This bothers him more than everything else, and it makes me happy. So he can suck it. Uh, it's a terrible country. And he's a terrible man, and I hope yeah. that someone murders him. So and I to the bank. Uh, Corey said that I didn't. So it's true, Corey. <laughs> yeah, quote me all you want. He's a bad guy. Bad. No, bad he's heart. a ter- He's a terrible person, and I just feel for the pe- people of Russia because they they don't want this going on either. You see Russian players all over sports saying, no war, please. Like, yeah. Oh, man, it's so brutal, though. Sometimes yeah. you're like, I saw that interview with Ovechkin. Yeah. And they're asking about it. And he's like, you know, like, I don't want war and blah, blah. And he's, they're like, well, you've supported Putin in the past. He's like, well, I'm not a politician, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you are one of the most famous Russian athletes in the world. You don't have to, like, and it's tough because, like, it's, what do you want him to say where it's like, if he disagrees, like he's got family there, he calls. It's like all of a sudden his family's mysteriously taken or murdered, and you're like all this stuff. So I yeah. don't know. But then it's super badass when you see like Vladimir Klitschko, one of the greatest boxers ever in the world, is the mayor of Kiev, and you're like, <laughs> like just nah, just strapped up with an AK, and you're like solid. Yeah, the president of UK said, "I don't need a ride. I need ammunition," and he's like right. on the front lines. It's like. This guy, this is he used a, to be a comedian. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love the story. He's great. That's... I wish nothing. Yeah. Obviously, wish all the best for them. Yeah. Of but course. We'll see what happens. But yeah. So to about the double IHF and FIFA and everything, uh, the NHL contend, condemns Russia's invasion and urges peaceful resolution. But effective me- immediately, the NHL is suspending their relationships with their business partners in Russia. Mm-hmm. They're pausing their Russian language, social and digital media sites. Yep. They're discontinuing any consideration of Russia as a location for any future com- competitions involving the NHL. Yep. Hockey Canada has banned Russia and Belarus from non IHF competitions that are held in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2023 World Junior Championship will no longer be held in Russia, and wide support is to remove them 
entirely from it. Uh, Russia and Belarus have also been banned from the international play through August 2022, so they won't be playing the WJC this yep. summer. No juniors. Where, where it's being held out. And to quote Ovechkin, please no more war. It doesn't matter who's in the war, Russia, Ukraine, different countries, etc. We have to live in peace and in a great world. And obviously, like, that's as much as he can say, because like you said, if he says any more, his family's there. So like, Putin's yeah, like right? oh, buddy, you've been supporting me all this time. And now you say this shit about me. I'm just going to go take your wife and kids. And just yeah, I don't know. They had a heart attack. Crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> weird. But no, I like pray for Ukraine. It's unbelievable and just sucks to see. But shout out their president because that guy's the absolute man. And oh, yeah, that's that's a leader. That's a leader, my dog. Right? So yeah. on the front line. You're like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. That's fire. You but, want some? Come um, get some. Exactly. Uh, other NHL news. The stadium series kicks off. 68,500 fans. Woo. Uh, seventh largest in NHL history. So uh, many. Tampa Bay comes out with a 3-2 win. Did you catch any of this? I did not catch it. I saw a couple highlights. And you're like, yeah, great. That's great. You know, growing the game. Great for Tampa Bay. They're the best. They've been the best team in the league for the last five years. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's it. That's the best thing where it's like, I wonder. So it's like, they've had a great reputation now for the last, like they won the cup way, way back in the early 2000s. Right. Yeah. And then like dog shit for a while. And then for the last at least five plus years, they've been a top half and or top tier or one of the best teams in the league. Right. Like, have they built enough of a fan base in Tampa Bay where it's like, if for whatever reason they were bad for the next like three years, like would would you still get fifty thousand people to a stadium series game for them? And it's like, I wonder. I don't know. I hope so. It would be nice to think because you're like, there's a ton of people in Florida, and so hopefully, yeah, it's great for the game if they've built up that fan base. And now you just need the Panthers to do the same thing. What did you think of the jerseys? You know, I wasn't neither. I was neither here nor there for them. Yeah. It's hard now. There's so many, like, they do so many jersey renditions that come out and their third jerseys and the color, whatever jerseys and the reverse retro jerseys and the this, that jersey and those jerseys. There's so many jerseys that I'm like, you have to, it has to be like something super cool for me to really yeah. like notice it. And Fair unless enough. it's bad, if it's terrible, then you'll it's like, oh, this is, what is this? Yeah. did a five-year-old draw this yeah <laughs> but yeah i don't know how about you did you love them hate them or are you like me and you, like, don't, you don't care anymore nothing I like, matters i like tampas but like you said it's not any like thing like crazy different than what i've seen before tampa have but i just thought theirs was clean mm-hmm. like the bolts going across and i like the big jersey big logo on the pants and stuff mm-hmm. i like i like the rendition of that jersey the Smashville jerseys yeah. that Nashville have wasn't a huge fan of them, but the jersey I mean, itself they were kind of okay. ugly. Yeah, but I like the Smashville thing. I think it's yeah. a fun, dumb thing to do. Yeah. They're like, ah, whatever. It's a game. Why not? Yeah, I thought like for a stadium jersey, that's okay. But if they're like our new like third jersey, third jersey, yeah, yeah, it's a bit it's much. Like, it's like that's not that. It cute. would be like if the Hurricanes did a stadium series, and instead of like Canes, it said Jerks. Yeah. Right, it'd be hilarious for like a one game. Yeah, thing. it's a fun little novelty jersey. Exactly. But then it's like that's it. 
But then there's some jerseys as a quick throwaway here that I wish like the Canucks just did their Black History Month jersey for like the warm up, like the all black. You saw mm-hmm. it, right? With like yeah, the, it was sweet. It's a super sweet and slick looking jersey. I don't understand why for the stadium series, Tampa and Nashville can wear that jersey. But the Canucks is it was like, I don't know if it's an organizational decision or if it's like an NHL thing that's like, no, those are only you can only wear them for like your your warm ups and you have to put on a different jersey. It's like, why couldn't the Canucks just play in that jersey or same for the Lunar New Year with the sweet tiger for the sea? Right. You're like, why can't they just wear that for a game? Like, does it like, is this the Canucks decision or is it the NHL? I would imagine it's an NHL decision. That's what I would think. You would think the Canucks would be like, yeah, one more jersey to wear and then sell people this jersey i I feel like it's the cleat thing in the nfl like peyton manning got fined because he wore all black cleats for joe namath and yeah got fined or no i know but it's like well why can they do it for the stadium series then yeah right it's like it's it's such a weird it's it's dumb i hate i hate that leagues have such weird rules about jerseys and like equipment it's one of those things where it feels like it's just one of those like old white guy thing of like control like power and control we're like nope board of governors says no and you're like why owners like nope you have to do it you need to wear a suit and tie and you have to have white shoes and the helmet has to be this color and your team can't wear different jerseys oh your socks have to make like who cares yeah you want to grow the game yeah right what teams kind of have like it's where like they're the warm up jerseys complaining about guys wearing cool like outfits to the ring yeah and you're like shut up i know shut up yeah go die go <laughs> get buried like you're old and no one cares about you anymore <laughs> well i just think that's not how the game should be played and you're like what are you talking about yeah did you see trevor zegris with his lacrosse goal oh back in my day he'd get a stick to the head and you're like you weren't wearing helmets like what do you <laughs> know about the game anymore yeah. You skated slower than the slowest guy in the league. Seriously. Ryan Reeves would have been the fastest player on your team. He would be a like elite player in your day. Ryan Reeves in the 70s would have been the best player in the league. <laughs> yeah. He would have. Yeah. But my what my dad wants to do with uniforms is he wants uh home teams to wear white so that you can see every other team's Yeah, like it used jersey. to be. Yeah, I thought I think that's a good idea because you always Way think cool about idea. you only see blue and white when you go to a Canucks home game. Mm-hmm. How about you just have Canucks wear white and you get to see? Yeah, I don't know why they changed it. It's the dumbest. Yeah, it's the dumbest like jersey thing the NHL has done. Like, yeah. what was the point of switching even? Like, yeah. at what point were teams like you know? And I get because like teams wanted to wear their third jerseys and like also why can't you? Why can't it just be a decision between the two teams? Yeah. Is someone getting confused when they go to the game? Like, well, the other team's in white. I thought they were the Canucks. Like, no, you didn't. You can see the crest. You can see the logo and the name. Yeah. So it's like, why couldn't it just be like, hey, you're Tampa and I'm Vancouver and you're coming to town. And we're like, hey, home team gets to decide. We're like, we're going to wear it. And you yeah. decide like before, obviously, the game. It's not like the day of. They're like, yeah, on this night, we're going to wear our uh, our third jersey. So you got to wear the white. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Ta-da. Like, why can't it just be that? Why can't it just be fluid? Who cares? Yeah, it's Garbage. is a very good point that he brought up, and I would like it to see it take action and go back. Yeah. I also want the Canucks to go to the black jersey with the skate logo. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, it's yes. so good. It's, it's so a great good. dominant jersey. It's so good. Black, yellow, it. red, little orange. <laughs> it looks great. 
Here we go. Folks, Jevin's walked away. He is, I'm assuming, grabbing a skate jersey. If he's not, this is going to be a weird. There he is. Look at that. Yeah. He's a beaut. Put a little burr. The it's old the red jersey. rocket. It's the best jersey. I mean, he's the enemy now, but that's fine. Yeah, that's true. Russian. <laughs> Cut that part out. Cut yeah. Part. But, uh, <laughs> um, moving on. Moving Leafs, on. Moving on up. Leafs Red Wings. 10-7 game. We got a football score. And that's why the Toronto Maple Leafs will not win the Stanley Cup this year. You're like, how do you, like, for it? It was 6-2. Like, teams have was... off nights, right? So I yeah. get it. But it's just one of those things you're like, that's classic Toronto Maple Leaf hockey. Like, yeah, you were up, yeah, like 6-1 or 6-2. Yeah, and you've been 7-2 as well. Back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is happening here? Insane. It's like their goaltending is spotty. Their defense is all, their team defense is spotty. It's like, yeah, you better hope that you can outscore your opponent. I know you have to outscore your opponents every game. You know what I mean? Like you better hope that like you can put up four goals a game, every game in the playoffs, because when it is crunch time, you're like, they'll get out of the first round maybe this year, but ah, man, just embarrassing. Except a little bit, not because I think the red wings are going to be good soon. I trust why their rebuild was, is been on like fast forward. Yeah, they did it properly. Yeah, it's been like... Not what the Canucks did. It's the opposite. Yeah, that's true. Hey, are we not doing well anymore? Yes. What should we do? Sell off all pieces. Okay, great. (laughs) All right, and then we'll sign veterans to short-term deals, and then we'll trade them also at trade deadlines. Like, oh, get more picks? Like, yeah. And we've acquired all these picks, and then young players, and now look at our team. Now we're going to be able to compete for the playoffs next year or the year after you're like wow that was only a couple of years you're like yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty simple formula like, whereas Jim are Benning... you spending to the cap what no we're a bad team why would we why would we do that that way we can take on other contracts from teams for better pieces or, oh that makes that makes sense oh <laughs> uh, yeah this yeah. garbage that we live with this garbage this garbage franchise <laughs> Yeah. Can you believe that? That it's they've been a cap team this whole time. They have spent to the roof and they've been terrible. And you have nothing to show for it except for a few good young players. The Canucks should have had by now an extra two first round picks, three or four extra second round picks, and a few extra third round picks over the last like four, five, six years. And instead, not only have they not had it, they haven't even had their own draft picks. And some of the trades, don't get me wrong, like, yeah, JT Miller, hindsight, you're like, yeah, it's a great trade. I would rather have JT Miller than what ended up being like, because that was the bubble year where they got that pick. So it was like the 22nd overall pick. You're like, yeah, it didn't matter. You're like, but why did we trade the ninth overall pick and a bunch of guys who would be expiring this year for OEL? And Garland, you're like, well, Garland's pretty good. You're like, yeah, he's a top six forward who's on a decent contract. Great. But he's not like, we and still we, suck. <laughs> now we might trade him because teams are calling for him. Yeah, because, I don't know. If the Canucks go through this deadline, Jevin, and they don't really move anybody out 
And somehow Aquilini is like, you know, I think we should just really, we're close. We could, we're a playoff bubble team. And then the Canucks eke in and get either the third spot in the Pacific and have to play the Knights or the Flames in a seven game series, or they make a wild card and have to play the Avalanche (laughs) or (laughs) just like, what is happening here? They're going to lose. And it's just, I still, I think we're going to make some moves. I have to assume that I still think they're trading JT Miller because it's just like the guy's going to make between eight and a half and $10 million on his next contract. They kind of can't afford that because they're a cat. <laughs> yeah. I, I brought you on after they hired or it was like right after they fired Benning. Yeah. And they hadn't quite hired Rutherford yet. Mm-hmm. And Aquilini said, he's like, we are a competitive team. We want to win. We spend mm-hmm. to the cap. And I'm like, that's not a good thing. Yeah. You it's not a cool thing to say. It's a great thing in an owner that he'll spend to the cap. Yeah. But only when, only when like the time is <laughs> right. Right. Like if the, situation make, team. <laughs> if the situation makes sense, spend to the cap. But if we spend all our money, what do we but, have? Tyler Myers. <laughs> the fact that we're saying like, "Hey, we're only five. We're only five points out. We can make the playoffs. We're in the Pacific Division. We're the worst division in the league, mm-hmm. and we're barely like we might have a chance to make the right. Playoffs. Like, oh, we could maybe get take Edmonton spot. And you're like, yeah, they don't have a goalie. You're like, <laughs> and I know like you should never like apologize for having a good goalie. You're like, yeah, we've got a great goalie, so he's going to help us win games. But he's what. If you just take his numbers down a little and you're like, yeah, if he didn't have a 928, whatever his save percentage is, you're like, if he just had like a 918, <laughs> you're like, yeah, we're going to lose more of these games, but he plays Demko with a brick wall. And you're like, <laughs> so it's like the Canucks, like their defense. Ah, I think we started. It's just one of those things. You're you like, know, Tyler Myers <laughs> might be the worst player in the league. I Did you watch him tonight? A little bit. And then you know what the funny thing is? If Tyler Myers was making even $4 million a season, I wouldn't have a problem with the guy. And I don't have a problem with him for making that money. Good for him that he yeah. got that money. But you look and you're like, how did it take eight years to fire that man, to fire Jim Benning? You're like, Seriously. who? Like, Quinn Hughes, great. Of course, you paid him a lot of money. You needed to. He's our best defenseman, and he is maybe our best player in the long run. You're like, okay. And then it's like, oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, he's good right now. He has dried up offensively. He can't, he barely scores at all. And you're like, great. He's good defensively. He's what Alex Edler was to us at the end, except he's skating still better because he's younger. We're like, well, that's seven and a half million dollars or something. Yeah. For the next like five years, you're like, cool. Isn't he 30? You're like, yeah, he is. You're like, okay. And then six million dollars for Tyler Myers. You're like, Okay. Okay. You're like, we've spent how much money on three players on defense? You're like, oh, maybe we have like solid young depth. You're like, well, no, we have Luke Shen who's playing well for a league minimum guy, and Kyle Burrows who looks good for a league minimum guy, and Travis Hamonick who's a waste of three million dollars, and Tucker Pullman who's a waste of two and a half million dollars, and you're like, this is trash. We have trash. We half of their defense is bad. Like. Would could never be playing in a top four, right? 
Luke mm-hmm. Shen can come up in a pinch. Yeah, he's like a responsible, but he's a when he's a bottom pairing defenseman at this point in his career. And you're yeah. like, yeah, Travis Hamonic is a replacement level defenseman. Tucker Pullman's a replacement level defenseman. You're like, none of those guys should ever be in your top four. So like, so who's gonna who else should play in our top four then? You're like, we can't afford anybody. <laughs> they yeah. can't afford anyone to play. You're like, okay, well. Besser's up this year. And you're like, so if you don't re-sign Besser and you trade him for something else, you're probably taking some cap back in a player deal. And it's like, well, what's that player going to be, better or worse? Do you have any players coming up in the minors anymore? You're like, no, we rushed all of them in <laughs> because we had so many holes in the lineup that Niels Hoglander had to be rushed into the NHL. And he looked good for spurts as a rookie. But like you see now, it's like he could have used more time. Yeah, You could let him stew in the A and gotten better played one extra year in Europe come over this year playing the NHL confidence little things tweak his game call him up a little bit here next year he could have played you're like yeah great pod Colson's the same thing he looks like like he's an NHL and so is Hoaglander like they're both NHL caliber players but it's like if you weren't so bad at building a team you wouldn't have to rush these young guys in and you wouldn't look at the Canucks prospects and go they're terrible the Canucks have one of the worst prospect pools in the NHL, and they've been one of the worst teams for the last six years. How you couldn't, if I said to you, Hey, look, you, you have a franchise in the future, you're like, cool, all right. Like, you're not very good. You're like, oh, okay. And you're like, but you've spent all your money on the cap. You're like, oh, okay. Maybe I like took on bad contracts from other teams and then like acquired a lot of like, draft capital and like young players like oh no no you didn't you just signed you just signed a lot of like veterans to like too much money for too long with no trade clauses you're like oh but like did we keep all of our picks and like because we finished so low do we have like a lot of good young talent no no you don't (laughs) how how is that a thing the fact that we're willing to actually like hire people and they want to like come and be a part Amazing. of this team. It's, it's, it's right? hilarious. Like Jim Rutherford's probably looking at it being like, if I can turn this around and win these losers a cup, I'm, <laughs> I'm the greatest I'm, GM ever. Three yeah. teams they'll have won a cup with. You're like, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and this team is like the ultimate bad, because like you just said, we've been bad or like yep. severely inconsistent. Our mm-hmm. peak has been the last eight total remaining teams in the league in a bubble year when arguably 24 teams made the playoffs, not 16. So there's a chance mm-hmm. that we shouldn't have even made the playoffs in the first yeah. place. Um, and then what we made the playoffs in like 2015, something like that bounced immediately. Yeah. First round against Calgary. And then we Great. finished in the bottom 10, 13 in the league, like every year since. And we don't, we haven't had our last two first round picks. And we sent to the cap in almost every single year of the past six years. All things being equal, if you had like the same owner, like the same willingness to spend to the cap, like on all teams, right? And it was just like you were a general manager and you had your pick of any of like the bad teams to take over. It's like, I would rather be Ottawa, <laughs> right? They're like, yeah, be like, well, do they? It's like, yeah, they've got Tommy Shabbat great young guy he's like they've got other pieces in their pipeline on defense you got brady kachak you got timmy stutzler you got norris you got pinto you got lots of like young pieces 
And you're like, but they also aren't strapped to a bunch of anchors. You're like, yeah, there's no other team that's in like a worse. I don't think there's any other team in the NHL that's in a worse spot than Vancouver. There's other mm-hmm. teams who are like, ooh, in a year or two, we're going to be real stuck here. But those are teams that are in the top chunk of the league. Yeah. Where it's like Vegas and they're like, they're maxed out at the cap and they're like, ooh, injury and have to like play. But it's like, yeah, but you're, you, you've been playing in like the conference finals every year. And you know, you know what I mean? You're like, that's fine. Yeah. But to be a team that's been bad this whole time with nothing to show for it, you've had a stupid miracle playoff run that ultimately made things worse. Because it made, tricked them into thinking, well, I think we might be close. Idiot. Uh, so you've got no playoff success. You've got no prospects and you've got no money to play with. And you're like, okay, well, can't you just trade guys? Like, They've all got no Yeah. <laughs> you can't just trade Hamonic and dump them. You can't just trade Myers and dump them. Like the guy OEL's got a no move or no tra- a full no trade. It's like all the guys you would want to move to like, to a desperate to like Arizona and you're like, just take him and we'll give you a second round pick. Please God. Like yeah. they can't, cause they can just veto it. So it's like why they didn't, I mean, because Benning was here. Like if Rutherford was brought in at the beginning of the season, instead of Benning, I don't think they would have made that Garland and OEL move because you just look at it and you go, okay, it looks, the Canucks aren't yeah. going to make the playoffs. If we just keep these bums for one more year, We'll be bad. We have our own first round pick. We're picking ninth overall in this draft. You'd pick someone, Gunther, or whoever you want to pick. Cole Sillinger would have been a great choice. Um, and you're like, okay, hey, we'll just suffer this year. The Canucks would have another top 10 pick this year because you would have no OEL and with no real cap to like sign another defense. So you'd have like another bottom level defenseman. So it'd be Quinn Hughes, Tyler Myers, kind of like all those guys without OEL. And it's like, yeah, they'd be bad again this year. You'd have another top 10 pick, but then you would have Roussel, Erickson, and Beagle all expire this year. Mm-hmm. And you'd and be like, oh, we're clear out of 13 million in cap. Does we can clear this year? Do you clear last year? This year, I think he clears. This so year or next, next year? So that's an extra three million three. there. Right? So you're like, hey, all of a sudden we're in a good spot. You could afford to re sign JT Miller if you wanted. You shouldn't. Um, but it's like, and then imagine they tr- and they you trade him for a haul. And you're like, look at all of this cap space we have in the offseason. Look at what we can do. We have two top 10 draft picks that we've added to our haul. Maybe we can draft a really a good young defensive prospect for the first time, for the second time in 10 years. It was such a simple thing that they just had to mm-hmm. not do. And they did it. And you're like, and now what are they going to do? And then I see idiots. I see these morons. They're like, I think this team, this team's good. They win a few games. They beat some, like, we just had a string of games. We were playing mostly bad teams. There was a couple good teams thrown in there, yeah. But it's like, it's like, oh, we just beat the Rangers, yeah, on a back-to-back where they played their backup goalie. You're like, yeah, yeah. they had nothing. They came out flat the whole time. You're like, that's great. Do you think you'd beat them in a seven-game series? No. Yeah. Do you think you'd beat the Flames? Like, look at every team in, in the West. You're like, do you think the Canucks would beat the Avalanche in a seven-game series? No. The Blues? No. The Wild? No. The Knights? No. The Flames? No. Uh, maybe the Oilers, because their goalie's so bad. <laughs> and, but, like... Yeah. Who, who, like, who could the Canucks beat in a seven-game? I would pick the Ducks or the Kings to beat the Canucks over seven games. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, yeah, John Gibson is also a really good goalie. You're like... 
and they've got some talent. It's like, I think they're better. They have a way better defense. <laughs> like it's miles better than the Canucks. They just don't have like a, like a Quinn Hughes. Josh Manson and Lindholm and Drysdale and Fowler. You're like, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty solid. You're like, oh, look at that top four. All legitimate top four defense. And huh? they have a young franchise. Right Troy shot, Terry. Right shot defenseman in Drysdale. Yeah. yeah. Which is like what every team wants. Exactly. And Canucks are right. Our top right shot defense. Canucks have Quinn Hughes. Lives. Right? Yeah. That's it. it. On defense, and this is why the Canucks aren't. It's why if if you had it flipped and they only had like one really great forward and, a, and some other okay ones kind of like split up, but their defense was what we have on offense, you'd be like, yeah, maybe they've got a shot because you've got Demko who's great. And then you would have like a legitimate top pair and a really good third defenseman and like an okay fourth and like good mm-hmm. bottom defenseman if you like flipped the script. You'd be like, yeah, maybe they can grind it out and win one nothing to two one games. But they don't. Their defense is actually really bad. Yeah. It's, like, it's terrible. And that's why I I don't buy any of the like, oh, well, I think we're, we're competing. And, oh, I think this and that. I think Rutherford is looking at the team going like, he's saying those things because it's going to eventually, it'll help drive value and make teams go like, oh, maybe they won't. Maybe they will just hold on to players. I will be shocked if by the trade deadline, the Canucks haven't moved out at least three players. Think, I think JT Miller is gone. I think yeah. he doesn't want to be here. He says all the right things and whatever, but it's like he he sees this team as bad. He like they have, yeah. Pedersen's good, Horvath's good, Garland's good, Pod Colson and Hoaglander are good young players, and Besser is good. So like, yeah, like there's you have four top quality top six players. Pedersen, Besser, or five, I guess. Pedersen, Besser, Horvat, Garland, and Miller. You're like, that's solid. Yeah. You're like, well, who else do you have, though? And you're like, ah, Tanner Pearson? <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay, I guess. Like, he's fine. You're like, Jason Dickinson has been terrible here. Tyler Mott, you're like, he's a fourth liner, but he's good, sure. Like, Lamico looks good lately. You're like, that's what we're hanging our hat on here in the city? Is that Lamico looks good now? He's a fourth and then, like, you hear people like, well, I don't want to trade Tyler Mott. He's, like, got an edge. like, he's a bottom, like, he's a grinder. If a team is going to give you a third-round pick, take it. You can yeah. sign him in the offseason. <laughs> like, if he really wants to be here, what are you doing? No, that's a really good point. It's, like, that's the word I don't, like, I know they don't have a lot of expiring contracts this year to, like, get rid of. But it's, like, yeah, if a team comes calling on Lamico, go for it. If a team comes calling on Mott, do it. Garland, I get, has good value right now because his contract. Yeah, sure. Even, like, the only players, if I'm the Canucks, that I look at and be like, I'm not trading you, is Pedersen, is Hughes, is Demko. And then, like, probably, like, Pod Colson because what are you going to get equal I, value I would, kind of thing? I was so going to say, no point. I would throw Pod Colson in there because he is a type of player. He's not going to dazzle you with points. Like, he's not that type of player. He's a player mm-hmm. that the Canucks – haven't I had agree. since and I don't think so I was yeah. I, I would only throw like pod Colson in there as well but that's the only other like untouchable I would, I would put him in there as like a circumstantial thing where it's just like you are not going to get more value like you're not going to mm-hmm. get two first round picks for him yeah. you're not going to get 
like anything like that. It would be like an equal value deal. So you're like, what's the point? What's the point in us taking a first round pick for Pod Colson? You're like, we spent a first round, a ninth overall or 12th overall pick, whatever it was yeah. on him. So why would we trade him? <laughs> so it's like, but anybody else, yeah. If a team makes a great offer for Bo Horvat, take it. Yeah. I know he's the captain. I know that he's a really solid second line center, but his contract's coming up in two years. Is he going to resign here? Hopefully. But one of Horvat or Miller will get traded, and I would say it's like a 95% chance that it's Miller. I think the higher value is Miller. Definitely. And like you like you've tweeted, he's on he's going into the wrong side of 30 by the time his contract is gonna be like in the midst. When he signs his new contract, he'll be 30 years old. Yeah. Right? And, and maybe he has a few years left after that, but who knows? Yeah. And Horvat just might not have it right <laughs> now. And he is a like valuable player to have on your team. Mm-hmm. But if the deal is too good to pass up, then yeah, unfortunately. Exactly. I, like Bo Horvat's like a 60 point guy, which is good. Yeah. Like it's a solid second line. And he's, the, he's exactly. He's a good captain. Good in the face off circle too, which is like, like underrated value to have in the team because mm-hmm. in the defensive zone, getting possession of the puck is like huge. So like, it's good to have those players, but you can always find like a good face off guy to just win a draw and get the fuck off. Exactly. The right. So some fourth liner, you pay a million dollars is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> not pay anybody on your fourth line more than one to 1.5 million. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. But lots of, Bonkers. uh, Hopefully there's a decent amount of turnover that is... I want to come on for your trade deadline episode. That's what I want to do. All right. I'll make that happen. Mark it off. Uh, I got a guess. I got a guess yeah. now. Don't you don't have to, have to look for it. anybody. Yeah. Me, I don't I'm have there. to worry about it. Because it's March 21st, right? Yes. Yeah, good. I go to Mexico like three days later. So. What, what day of the week is that? It's a Monday, the 21st. Of... Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm looking at February. Oh, it's a Monday. <laughs> it's a Monday. Perfect. Yeah. All right, cool. Then Beauty. I won't have to worry about if we solely make it a trade deadline episode, I won't have to worry about anything breaking the day after. So Exactly. I don't have to worry about that because that's always a scare. It's always. always a scare, baby. Like, uh, maybe maybe we'll record on Tuesday so that if anything... Post-deadline? Yeah. Okay. So that we can get at least a thing on everything. Hey guys, you just saw me play on a podcast with my guy Corey. See so. how easy it is, everybody. <laughs> Trust me, it is not that easy. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> people sometimes people, people bail. Bail like last minute, and you're like, ah, I don't I'm know. Doing this do. one on my own. Yeah, exactly. I I've done on your own Welcome podcast. To Jeb side heavy. I've done a solo pod. Mm-hmm. It's tough talking to yourself for an hour. Yeah, you gotta go really ranty, I think. Yeah, and that's what I did. That's what I tried to specify on. But folks, I, I, I think we should just get to it. I think um, so too. We've been talking we, for a long time. Yeah. We are doing a 23 and under player draft. Yeah. Me and Corey are going to alternate picks and we are going to draft six forwards, four D and a goalie. No specific order. You can go in any order you want. You can pick any position you want, whatever. Yep. And we're just specifying it to wingers. Okay. But your center spots have to be centermen. Deal. But you don't have I to draft them when I when I when yeah. I did my research. So I'm good. Yeah. You don't like, but the wingers you can draft two right wingers and throw yeah. them on there. That doesn't matter. But Last right D doesn't wingers. matter. Just yeah. D. Exactly. Sweet. So, uh, what do you pick, heads or tails? 
Uh, tails never fails. Hey Siri, pick heads or tails. One moment, it's tails. Dang it, Corey tails wins. Tails never fails, baby. Corey wins. So, Mr. Corey, with the first Yo. overall pick in the twenty-three and under left side heavy draft, you are on the clock. Uh, I am going with the most franchisable player. I think on the on the list. I think it's the most important thing on your on a team on an NHL team if you're ever going to win a Stanley Cup, and then it's having a number one defenseman. I'm taking Kel McCarr. Damn it! I'm yeah. really hoping you're going centerman and picking somewhere else. Dang no, it. forwards are easier to find, bud. I know. I know. Damn it! Kel McCarr. Great. Off the left. Your turn. All right. So I'm in between two players here. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of solid defensemen here, but I think other than Kale McCarr, they're all around the same level. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm going to go um, on left wing from the Carolina Hurricanes, Andre Sveshnikov. You know, it, it blows my mind that he's only 21 years old mm-hmm. and he has this much skill and size and he just produces points, baby. So I went big, strong winger. Yeah, so I went Andrei Svechnikov. Solid choice. I mean, isn't how I would build a team, you know, obviously. Uh, I think, you know, you need your number one defenseman. And then after that, I think you need your number one center. And for that, I am going with Jack Hughes. Great pick. Jackie Hughes, I think, uh, is he like the best center in hockey right now? Not yet, but he is a literal child. Yeah. And he's already looking very good. He is. Yeah. He's I think that he's, I think he's going to be like a legit star. That yeah. devil's team is like slow building mm-hmm. and they're close. I, they're uh, legitimate goalie play away. <laughs> if they can get like another defenseman to like pan out. Yeah. If Ty Smith can be really good. Yeah. Then, yeah. Cause Jack I, Hughes, baby. I think they can be on like the Detroit Anaheim mm-hmm. level. Whereas like, on that path. Yeah, it's like it's really boiling. Like the pot is boiling mm-hmm. a lot, and things can get dangerous. So I, you pick number one center, and I totally agree with that. And I'm in between two, but in this league, right shot defensemen are hard to come by these days. Mm-hmm. And this player brings size, Ooh. grit, oh, skill, does he? Speed, in amazing. And I am going Moritz Sider. Oh, very nice. The pick. right side, the young man. My defense. This guy is an absolute gamer, and he backs down from no competition. And he is going to be my number one defenseman. Right shot, heavily valuable in this league. Mm-hmm. And yeah, more each cider. That's a great pick. That's a great time you just had with yourself. I love it for you. I am going to go with. Um, another defenseman, actually. I'm taking Rasmus Dahlin. Ooh. Yeah, he plays in Buffalo, so people don't think he's that good. But uh, you tried playing in Buffalo. People also forget that he played in Buffalo when he was 18, which yeah. is very... You don't see a defenseman come in and actually play their first year. You know, they need time to... It it's, takes longer for a defenseman to adapt into the league than a forward, mm-hmm. so it's rare seeing... Right. And especially because he came defenseman. from overseas right so it's a different style they grow up playing uh he's gotten better i think every year 
And uh, yeah, he's just 21 years old. And he's six yeah. three. He's two oh seven. You know, he's a, he's got some size, so he's not a small defenseman. Yeah. And okay. uh, yeah, that's what we got. That's now, nothing but upside on the kid. With this one, he, uh, I'm going to go after my number one center, mm-hmm. and I really want to pick the hometown boy. Mm-hmm. But but you're not. I'm going to string away from him. Guy. I am going. Sense it. I know I'm who going, it's going to be. He just won fastest skater at the yeah, NHL skills. If we know anything from Mason Raymond, that means you're very good. And I think this guy has a lot of skill, speed, mm-hmm. and I'm going Jordan Cairo. Jordan Cairo? Oh, I thought you were going a different direction with that. No. That's nice. I like Jordan Cairo. Yeah, the Blues. I think he's a very skilled forward. And, Definitely. Very skilled. Um, I'm thrilled that he's so skilled, you know? Yeah, I can feel uh, the sarcasm just coming off of your. No, I think I think he's a solid, solid player. You know, um, I I don't think he was the right pick. That's all. I don't think he's the right pick. You know, I'm building a team. I'm building a franchise here, and I'm just thinking like, is this who I really want? I'm like, I don't know. Probably not. He's probably not that great. But then I think to myself like, ah, who is great? And uh, I'm looking at my my list here, and I'm going. There's still tons of uh, tons of forwards for me to pick here, and uh, I only have so many defensemen on the list. And this one, I'm going with a defenseman who, because let's face it, all the defensemen we're going to pick here are all offensively capable defensemen, right? So I'm going to go with a guy who, while he has no NHL experience yet, has proven himself among men, and that is Owen Power. Owen Power. Yeah, I okay. think that Owen Power. Uh, is a guy that you will be able to play unlike a few of the defensemen on this list that will both end up picking for sure. You're not putting these guys on the PK a bunch, right? You're not, you're not protecting a one goal lead and putting some of these guys out on the ice, but Owen power, he's a tower, a tower of power. Yeah. And I think that ceiling wise, getting a number one all around defenseman, much like a Moritz cider is Owen power. Great pick. Like mm-hmm. that. We're I'm building going, back end out. I'm going defenseman as well. Because you're scared I'm gonna take all the defense. And no. A little bit. No. I'm going very another uh big defenseman. Yeah. And Tyler Myers. <laughs> Damn it. How'd you know? Ah. But I am going with left shot defenseman from Dallas Stars, Miro Heiskanen. Miro Heiskanen. Solid, solid choice. He's cute. Better than that Very dumb cute. Owen Power player. I mean, if that's what you think, I guess. I do think that. Um, for myself, uh, you know, I'm next. And at this point, I've got four defensemen left on my list. So I don't think I'll pick one yet. Because if I pick one, then it just means you cannot pick defensemen until the end. Because you can just get whoever you want. And I'm not, I'm not an idiot. All right? So I'm going back to the forward. I like that we're both ignoring goalie, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's like three guys. There's three goalies that I could pick from, and they're all fairly, you know, uneven playing field. Yeah, that's my, that was my thing, too. Our last picks are probably going to be goalie unless, like, everything's filled up. But Yeah, I am uh, I'm going with, and it's a tough call, I'm going with the center because uh, I want to get one of them. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to go with the center because there's two centers left that I, that I enjoy here. And you can only take one center because that has to be a center. So I'll need one left. So I'm going to go with a winger. 
And I am going to take from the Detroit Red Wings, Lucas Raymond. Again, just a boy, just a kid. But he is uh, on track for uh, quite a career in the NHL, if you ask me. If you, uh, I don't know, he's got size, he's got skill, he's got everything you want. He has, uh, I forgot what his point totals were, and I that's right, he has 42 points in 53 games, and he's 19 years old. He's 5'11", he's 182 pounds, he's a normal size NHLer, and you're like, great, he's great. And so, good luck, good luck with your next pick. I've got, I got one of the best young wingers. There's a lot of players on here that I'd love on my team. Of course. And I'm not going to go defenseman. Mm-hmm. Or should I go defenseman? Do you know what? Um, I'm going to go defenseman. I'm going to go Quinn Hughes. You. And I'm going to take a guy who has too much offensive upside to pass up. Mm-hmm. And he's a great quarterback on PK. And his defenseman, defensive capabilities can only improve. And I think that despite his size, he's still good at hockey. Yeah, being a defenseman, like in his own defensive zone. And uh, yeah, Quinn Hughes. I'm with you, player. I don't know why I said that. Because <laughs> uh, for my last center spot, there's also two centermen that I'm like, I can't choose between right now. So I'll mm-hmm. just go with what. Go with your heart. Yeah, I'll go with what you don't take. Uh, well, for me, my next pick, I'm going with uh, a forward. He, it, I was surprised to find out that he's only just still under 23 and under because it feels like he's been around for a long time. And, you know, he's in the doghouse sometimes because the, he plays for John Tortorella. And I'm going with Patrick Laine. Yeah, people do forget that he's... Uh... People forget that he is, you know... Still kicking it as a young man, but he is a—he's an elite goal scorer. Yeah, is what he is. And there's only so many guys in the league that are like their shot is top, top, top notch. And he's one of those guys that can just score. And he's slowly learning how to back check and block a shot or something. So, but yeah, I think yeah, going with that, going with Patrick Line. Good one. Thank you. I was surprised kind of. when I was looking up players. I was like, he's 23 and under still? Yeah. Like, I could have sworn he was, like, 25 years old. Yeah. But no. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was at least 24. I didn't yeah, think he was right? There was a few guys where, like, they just had their birthday. I was like, ah, January. Adam Fox, he, his birthday was February 17th. Like, if Yeah, we he would have been my first pick. If we did this two weeks ago, Adam Fox yeah. would have. You wouldn't have had him because I would have had him. Yeah, would have been. I would have gotten Kale McCarr after. Ugh, so, gross. Can't hit that. He's a bum. Are you going against your own player? Well, in that case, I would have. <laughs> yeah, because you would have had him, so I would have had to call him that. Hindsight, you know. You're on the hot seat. Cancel Corey. <sighs> but uh, there's a lot of wingers on here. A lot of wang. And all on the same level. But I'm gonna pick this kid. Cute. And. He has done very well in a semi-average, semi-decent Dallas team. Oh, and I think he I was in the call. He was in the Calder running, and if it wasn't for being hurt for a bit, he could have won it. Or if it wasn't for Kareel's unbelievable season, this guy could have won it. 
and I'm mm-hmm. picking Jason Robertson, who yep. he's been a player who can be the main contributor to a line. He may not be able to carry a line because it's hard to carry a line when you're a winger, mm-hmm. but he's been able to be the guy who can put the offense and offense on his back and provide for players like Rupe Hintz, Pavelski, Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. He puts the O in offense. Yeah. So I'm picking Jason Roberts. That's nice. That's a, he's a fine player. He's a good guy. He's a nice boy. Uh, For myself, I'm going to snag another winger here, I think. And I am, there will be players that are more skilled that will go uh, on, on this list today. Um, but maybe they're better skaters. Maybe they're better scorers. Maybe they're deft passers, you know? But I think when you're trying to build a team, you want, if you can get a guy who's got high-end NHL-level skills and also can add sandpaper and grit and be that kind of guy that you don't really want to play against, uh, I mean, he's got 37 points in 48 games this year. Pretty good. He's 22 years old. So, uh, you know, and that's uh, Brady Kachuk. I had a feeling you were picking him. Love that's Brady right. Kachuk. He, uh, he's so, the yeah. kind of guy that you're like, he, of all the players that are on the list here that I put together, he's the only forward that is like that. <laughs> Very meat and potatoes type. Right? So yeah. I have my first line built, and that's Lucas Raymond, Jack Hughes, and Brady Kachuk. And you're like, they all, Raymond's a great scorer. Hughes can score and pass. Kachuk's a goal scorer and adds the physicality to, you know, hang around with because Hughes is a little guy. Yeah. My line right there. That's my first Patrick line A. Because <laughs> he's on my second line. You get it. Uh, this player I'm picking. And I'm indecisive between how I want to go this route. But this player with Quinn Hughes on my second defensive pairing mm-hmm. and him being a bit smaller, you need a, a defenseman who's kind of good on both ends and can kind of provide the size that Quinn Hughes can't. Yes. I'm going who hasn't – he hasn't played in the NHL yet. But just like Owen Power, I like his potential and I like what he can bring to this league. I think I, I, think I know who it is. I want you to predict who I'm picking. Jake Sanderson. That's exactly who I'm going with. Jake Sanderson, keeping it in Ottawa. He's very good on both ends of the ice, and he can provide the size and toughness. I'm going Sanderson. I'm, I'm very smart. I don't know what to tell you. That's all four defensemen for you, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's not, and I like my That was only defense. your third defenseman? No, I said it is with my... It oh, is that is my... your. You're correct. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I don't have to pick a defense. No, excellent for me. Excellent for me. I keep getting to go on, on the forward train. And uh, there's still two centers that I'm happy to have either. I'm down to wingers here. And, you know, I'm looking. I got line A as like a pure goal scorer, right? Mm-hmm. Snipey McSniperson. Uh, so there's, you know, a couple. I got three wingers left on my list that I'm kind of humming and hawing between. And, you know, one has been solid his whole career, despite where he plays. The other one has looked great as a rookie. Uh, And the other one, you know, he hasn't been exactly what 
the goods were sold on yet. You know, when you're wondering, is that his fault? Is it, is it something else? Who knows? But um, for me personally, I am going to go with Matthew Boldy. Ooh. Matt Boldy. Actually, am I? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. That's what I'm going for. I think that he's got 18 points in 19, his first 19 NHL games. Like he's lighting it up. He has eight goals already in his yeah. NHL career. He is a goal scorer. Him and line eight on that line. I either one of the centers that are left here are both amazing with the puck. So just feeding it to those guys. Boldy also, you know, 6'2, 200 pounds. So he's got the size. Line is like six three or six four the big dude also like 210 220 so like size doesn't matter we're bullying your team we're bullying your little forwards well okay i am going to go goal scorer and skill sure short kings unite cole caulfield on the right wing oh you went with the tiny baby boy yeah, Cole Caulfield, I think in a better market than Montreal. Or not market, mm-hmm. better team than Montreal. Great market. <laughs> yeah, it's a Might be the best one. Yeah, it's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, oh, a better team. They better don't care situation. about hockey there. Yeah, better situation. Yeah. Um, And Cole Caulfield, since the coaching change and just the – because I love players getting um sent down to the A, kind of mm-hmm. like with Hoglander. I think it's – especially when they played in the NHL and then get set, sent down. I think it's viewed as more of a good thing than a bad thing because it gives yes. them a chance to regain their confidence, play on the top line instead of getting their minutes deducted and like playing on the third line in the NHL. It's not what they, it's not like <laughs> it's not what you draft. You didn't draft Caulfield to be your third line player. You drafted yeah. him to be your first line player. Let him gain the confidence. Whatever came back and he's been lighting it up ever since. I think the shots there. I think the skills there. Just the size is always a question, but. That's always been a narrative I've been against because you've seen short players succeed in the past. So mm-hmm. I think Caulfield. He's got the best short player ever trying to coach him up now. So exactly. There you go, Marty. Short, you know, short Kings Unite. So Paul Caulfield, Caulfield didn't make my list. No. I just I saw him like the dip and I'm like, is he gonna be streaky? Is he gonna be a guy that like has the shot, but like doesn't have enough. So if like he loses a little bit of confidence in the shot for like a month, is he going to be a guy that can still contribute where you're like, I don't know why he's not the fastest. He's not the, doesn't have the best pocket. You know what I mean? Where it's like, he's got the shot though, where I'm like, at least like line a is like a, a big guy where you're like, he can, at least you can put him down. Like, what are you going to play Cole Caulfield on the fourth line? You're like, that's not good. No one can get him the puck, and he can't forecheck very well. But that's fine. I like him. He's he's a nice guy. Uh, talking about consistency in skating, and you drafted Line. Yeah, man, he's a big boy. I can put him anywhere. I can put him on the third line if I need to. And he's also an elite goal scorer. So I'm like, hey, I'll take elite goal scorer with size. And he's been in the league for like three or four years, and has proven. Uh, need I do I need to pull up his DB page for you so I can just explain to you really quickly how good Patrick Liney is? Uh, this year he has 36 points in 34 games, pretty good. Uh, last year, down year that was that first year with Tortorella where he was like putting them up and then down and then scratched and then whatever. And you're like, that's not great. 
But when he was in Winnipeg, he had uh, 63 points. He had 50 points, a 30-goal season, a 44-goal season, a 36-goal season, a 28-goal season. Oh, you guys, I don't doubt he's a good goal scorer. He's just, you brought up streaky, and he's one of the streakiest players to ever play in the NHL. That's all can I'm saying. You, can you be that streaky if you had 36 goals, 44 goals? You're like, he so had, he went, he, he had went a, three games without a goal, he had and a then tw- he scored a goal. He had a 28-goal month and then didn't score for like 40 games. Yeah, and I blame the coach. That was it. That was on Winnipeg, not. Yeah, Tortorella. I also blame Paul Maurice. Also I'm just a bad saying, coach. But I'm just saying, I don't. I'm no, not hey, I mean, that's all I'm saying is, I'm just saying, Cole Caulfield, great ceiling. I'm not saying he's not can't be a great player in the NHL, and it's not because of his size that he's been less. I'm just saying he hasn't had a great season. Yeah, he's been good for the last two weeks, sure, but I'm saying Patrick Liney has proven that. Okay. Both players, but Cole Caulfield, 20 years old. Something like that. Right? Patrick Lyon is like 23 years old. So he's three years older. And yet he has three 30-goal seasons. So, I mean, if Cole Caulfield for the next three years has 30-goal seasons or more, if he puts up 40 goals and it's like, yeah, I'm sure, maybe you can have him on your team instead. But at this point, I'll take the guy who's only 23 years old and has been a, a legitimate first-line quality player. For most of that time. Which is fair. That's all. That's and all I'm, I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm, like I said, I'm not going against my point that he's an elite goal scorer. I'm just saying he's one of the streakiest players to ever play. He in the can NHL. be, yeah. He's that's, not Ovechkin. That's all Ovechkin I'm saying. Ovechkin was too old for me to put on the list. That's all I'm saying is that he's Could streaky. we do best 34 and above here <laughs> players? Uh, I got Ovechkin. Damn it. Okay, I guess my I next pick Crosby. is Chara. <laughs> Chara. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got three players to go here. Um, I only need a center, a defenseman, and a goalie. I believe you also need a center, a defenseman, and a goalie. Nice center, winger, and a goalie. Oh, you have all your defensemen. That's right. Okay, well, I'll let you decide between the two centers that I think we're both obviously between I, here. I think so. Yeah. I have a third center on the list, but I don't think you're picking him. Uh, and I'm not going to pick him between the other two. So I'm going to go with a defenseman. And I'm looking at my team, and I got Makar and Darlene. You're like... Solid. Darlene's mm-hmm. more the all-around guy. Makar is like the offense. Both can do whatever. Power looks like an all-around guy. But beside him, I'm going to put a guy that can be all offense instead of more defense. You know, I had three guys left here. I had uh, Jakub Pickren. I'm not going to go with him. I had Mikhail Sergachev. I'm not going to go with him. I'm going to go with Jamie Drysdale. Okay. I think uh, purely in – I'm trying to look at who could play off each other. And I think that Drysdale would be a more fitting partner for Owen Power in the long run. In the short term, I'd put him with Sergachev because he's been around the block for a few years. But uh, that's that's what I'm going with. My that's, that's bad scouting by me. I thought Chikrin is 24. Not nah, fam. He's he will be. He's 23 yeah. currently. Yeah, he's end of March, 23. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Well, it's a good pick. I like Drysdale. It was between Sanderson and Drysdale for me. And you wanted to go with the and I more defensive. And just like bigger defenseman because he's exactly Quinn Hughes. That's why, you know, power and Drysdale, Quinn Hughes and Sanderson. I get it. It makes sense. It does make sense. Are you going to go with a winger or a center? Or a goalie? I don't know. You know what? I'll mix it up and go goalie here. Love it. Who are you taking? 
Um, this guy has been, I feel, amongst younger goalies, kind of slept on before this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this year he's twelve and seven, has two oh four goals against average and nine two six save percentage, mm-hmm. two shutouts, mm-hmm. and he's a career winning percentage, a one point eight seven goals against mm-hmm. average, and around a nine fourteen save percentage. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Swayman. I think. Oh. Jeremy Swayman. I think Spencer Knight, he's had a bit of a down year. I don't doubt that he's going to be a great goalie, mm-hmm. but I, I like Swayman. I think he's proven because Boston's defense hasn't been the best this year. And I think Swayman in front of a below average defense and he can mm-hmm. still perform like this. He, what can he do with a good defense? That's Pair. fair. And I think this season isn't a fluke because his career numbers carry that. And he ha- still has a career winning percentage, although the sample size isn't the biggest, but all these goalies sample sizes aren't going to be the biggest because because they're all 23 and under. Yeah. You don't see a goalie come in till they're around like 24 ish. Right. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy Swayman, I'm confident in my pick. There's two other goalies I was between. Um, but I'm confident with my pick, Swayman. I think he should be an untouchable for Boston. I don't think they should get rid of him. Um, so yeah, that's my pick. Judge me all you want, but I like it. I'm not. I just wasn't expect. I wasn't expecting him. He wasn't. I had three goalies just for fun listed, and he was not one of the three. I uh, I had, I'll go. I'll go goalie next. I had Carter Hart listed as a goalie, so I'm like I, you know maybe he bounces back. I had him listed too. And then I have Spencer Knight listed. And the guy who I think I'm going to go with, he has just been great this year. On a team that is just, like, all right. And, you know, Spencer Knight's the obvious pick, I think, for both of us. And I think we're both just being fun here and not picking him. Because, yeah, like, people long-term still think he's going to be the best. But his numbers, when he's played this year, I know he's 20, but they haven't been great. Mm-hmm. And, and Florida's a really good team. So you're That's, like, were they just that... having bad nights yeah. with you? Or is it... Whatever. So I'm going to go with the guy that this year has a 923 save percentage. Um, you know, he's 17, uh, six and one on the year. He has a two, two, five goals against average. He is just 23 years old. He plays for the Dallas stars. His name's Jake Wettinger. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his last name. I've never Ott- actually heard it. Ottinger. Ottinger. Yeah. Either way. That's who uh, I'm going with. I, I like that. I, it's funny because I've heard of him for a long time and never really paid attention. I know he was like mm-hmm. a good like junior player and like in world juniors, I think he was pretty good uh, or some, like I've heard Ottinger? of him for a long time. Yeah. Like yeah. Do you remember when U.S. Like he was like, a first round pick from the you, stars. You're like, okay. <laughs> do you remember they played the outdoor game in the world juniors? Yeah. And like U.S. wore like the Buffalo Bills inspired jerseys? Yes. Ottinger was the goalie that year. Like there when like Brady Kachuk was there, like Sanderson mm-hmm. and stuff. See, that's where it's like I know then it's like swim around yeah. in my head, but like I don't yeah. pay a ton of attention to the stars. Yeah. And then when I was looking up young goalies, I was like, wait a minute, this guy's doing this well on like a star team that's just like they've been like they're a good team, but they're not like amazing. That was, was my like, thing wow. with Swayman as well, because like Boston's defense, like outside of McAvoy, isn't like it's kind of like hmm, it's kind of mm-hmm. sus. Brandon and, Carlo. Yeah. And Boston's been like kind of underwhelming this year. Like you can't really mm-hmm. lie. And Swayman's yeah. numbers are good despite that. So 
I'm like, she can, she gets a good. I like it. I like the surprise pick, man. I didn't see it coming. She gets a good decor in front of him. You can only go up, really. Right. All right. You got two picks left a center right. and a winger. I'm going to leave our centers to the last pick. I'm going. All right. I'm taking the center. So you get to go first. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, there's a lot of players here that I really want to go with, but I'm like really in between. And I think, who do I have? It I got Svetch, Robertson, Caulfield. This player brings speed, and I'm still not doubting his potential. I think he's still going to be good. I'm going to go Alexi Lafreniere. That was who I was thinking about over Boldy for my last winger. I uh, I was I made in, a trade for him in uh, my fantasy hockey league. I was between him and Stutzel. Uh, Timmy Stutzel, yeah. I was between them, but I think Lafreniere brings a little bit more playmaking into his game than mm-hmm. Stutzel. He's a bigger like, boy. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. And if he's playing on the line with Caulfield, maybe he can kind of conjure up different strategies. Fair, fair. Sorry. I uh, I need a center. Yeah, it's between two centers. Obviously, we mm-hmm. both know who it's Trevor Zegers and Elias Patterson. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the hole I have in my second line. I've got Line A and Boldy slotted in there. Both are not the best skaters, right? Not the best foot speed between them. They're not terrible. They're average. Uh, so that was the determining factor on who I wanted to put there. Uh, so I went with Trevor Seagrass because, you know, something happens poorly in the offensive zone, need a guy to get back. It's going to be him. Yeah. <laughs> Pedersen's not, he's not a bad skater. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's like a poor skater, but it's like not his strength. And I think Zegras one at the strength and two, he's a wizard with the puck. Mm-hmm. So I I'm going, I'm going with the, uh, with the American. I'm, and you I'm, can have the Swede. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with Pedersen. I was like I wasn't gonna be unhappy with either pick. Mm-hmm. That's why we both left. <laughs> um what I like about Pedersen is that he's very good in the defensive zone. And mm-hmm. my prediction is I think he's gonna win a Selkie one day because I truly I truly think that his he's very smart in the defensive zone. I think mm-hmm. he's good at like stick checking people and yeah, he's like paper thin, but have you seen those reverse hits? I mean, the physicality is coming, baby. And his playmaking and, yeah, his skating isn't amazing, but I think he can create some sort of separation a bit. Mm-hmm. So I like our picks. I like our teams, man. So I got Svetch, Kairu, Robertson, Lafreniere, Petey, Caulfield with Heisken Insider, Hughes, and Sanderson with Jeremy Swimman backing up. Mm-hmm. And what do you got? I have a top six of Lucas Raymond, Jack Hughes, Brady Kachuk, Patrick Laine, Trevor Zegras, Matt Boldy. Defense, I've got Cal McCarr, Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power, and Jamie Drysdale, and Jake the Otter, Ottinger for the goalie. I, uh, I think there's tons of upside, obviously, on this team. We've uh, anchored it, you know. The old man on the team is Patrick Laine, <laughs> which is wild. But yeah. Uh, yeah, there was two players on my list that I didn't uh, for forwards that didn't get picked, and it was Anton Lundell 
for the Panthers. Have a great year. And then Clayton Keller. Yeah. Was a guy where I was like, you know, but I, I went boldy because I went uh, I went young, younger. Another another player I was thinking of was Kirby Doc. Yeah, I don't think he's shown of, enough. Yeah, he just hasn't shown enough. That was my thing. But yeah. I still think he could be a really great player. And Dylan Cousins. Yeah, he's a guy that just didn't make the cut for me. I, but yeah, I, still, I get it. He's like, think, he's one of the next few. Yeah, I think he, he's like a step down from Brady. Like he doesn't have as much meat and potatoes to him, but mm-hmm. Dylan Cousins can still be like a physical player when it comes to it. There was so. some forwards, yeah, that I had like when I was just firing down names and then like putting them over. Uh, Marty Neckis. Yeah. Or the, the Kane, Seth Jarvis, Nick Suzuki, Robert Thomas, Nico yep. Kishir, Arthur Kaliev. Robert Thomas. Um, one of my favorite players now because he is the exact same age as me, July 2nd, 1999. Cute. And the last guy on my list, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah, I have him too. But I was like, you know what? Nah, I left all those guys off. And yeah. with all the other guys. Yeah. I like okay. it. You have to post these and see who thinks who yeah. has the better team. I will, for sure. But Excellent. Corey, before I head off, this is a very important on this day in sports history. Oh, and- we are going to just leave it to the one. 12 years ago on this day, Sidney Crosby scores the golden goal. Oh, is today the golden goal Jerome. game? Yeah. Iggy! Iggy! Yeah. One of the wow. greatest sports moments of all time. That's a, you know, those old like Canadian history, whatever, like old timey commercial things. That's one of them. Yeah. Where that's were one of the, you? This is one of the greatest moments in Canadian history, for yeah. sure. Where were you when that goal was scored? I was at Sam's Pub. Me and I went. Me oh. and my mom and dad. We went. I was like, well, I want to watch this with my fam. So that's me and my parents went, and uh, we sat down. Bar was packed. Yeah. And it was so tense in that overtime, like so, like quiet, and just like, uh, 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 and then just a huge eruption scores oh the gosh. goal. Uh, it was imagine. great. It's yeah. wild. I was in my basement down here and Parise scored the goal to tie it up. My dad mm-hmm. just walked outside. Yeah. Walked around the block. We we're like, oh, dad's doing it again. Yeah. And then when Crosby scored that goal, oh man. Right? Uh, oh, it was so unbelievable. Great. It was awesome. Oh, man, I need you need the NHL to get back into the Olympics. I don't know, man. I was honestly like heartbroken, but like I understood why they didn't go this year. But oh, I was, for like, sure. Oh, I was trying to. But I was like, I was heartbroken. I was like, Never be able to see Stamkos in the Olympics. We also need an Olympics uh, that's closer to our time zone again. Mm-hmm. Like, we need it, like, even eight hours ahead, I guess, would be fine, like, in Europe, where you're like, ah, I guess, because I can still watch it. But, like, China, you're like, what am I getting up at four in the morning to yeah. watch this game? You're like, it takes, because you can't, like, you're not in a group. You're not out at a thing. You're not. Because yeah, when it was in Sochi, we watched the gold medal game against Sweden at, like, it was yeah, it was like four or five in the morning when Puck Drop was. Well, that was really weird, guys. Uh, Corey's Zoom ended up shutting off, so if the kind of flow to this all kind of went uh, out of the window, um, it sure as hell did. But it was a great great episode overall i hope you guys enjoyed the listen uh be sure to follow Corey. let me grab his socials really quick here but he is on instagram at 
Corey underscore Latondra, L-E-T-E-N-D-R-E. You follow him for all sorts of tweets about the Canucks. And they also have a podcast called The Snacktastic Voyage. And you can follow them on Twitter at SnacktasticPod. And then on Instagram, let me get them again here, at SnacktasticPod as well. So be sure to give them a follow, SnacktasticPod. Listen to their podcast, Snacktastic Voyage, wherever you get your podcasts. And as for myself, you can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave, on Twitter at JevinLefave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Left Side Heavy, where you can watch all of these podcasts on video. And that's about all for this episode. I really hope you enjoyed the draft and all the news that we did end up covering. But we will see you guys next week. Peace out.